Well, good morning, everyone. It started with me being locked in the bathroom. Rhonda had to come and help me. I was trying to be quiet, but I was like, okay, this is not happening. Can somebody help me get out of the bathroom? So I'm just going to use it as my opener this morning. Thank you, my beloved, for um, allowing me this time to come and to speak what God has laid on my heart. And happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers and the women in this congregation, those who are looking online. And um, what a blessing it is to celebrate motherhood and womanhood. Today we join the world to give thanks for all the mothers and all the women, especially those who are living on purpose for God. And I believe behind me there's a picture of my mama. <laughs> Her name is Albertine Richardson. Um, she's 90 years old. She has been married to my dad for 65 years. She's a godly mother. She's a godly grandmother and great-grandmother. Mom has taught me a lot, a lot, a lot of lessons, and I really owe who I am today because of what she did in raising us and raising quite a large family and some other children also. Um, she, my mother was one of the ones who would say, the more the merrier, she just loved children. Um, and one of the things that she actually taught me was how to be content. Um, in Sunday school today, we talked a little bit about that being content in the Lord. She taught me how to pray. She taught me how to, to um, take a little bit of whatever and make a big meal. And I don't know, she's just amazing at cooking. So I know some of you say you can cook. Well, whatever I've learned, um, I've definitely would say thank you to mom for teaching me, for the, teaching me how to cook and take care of my family. And I really wanted to say thanks to her for helping me to love the Lord, for teaching me how to love God, love others, um, to work through difficulties. She's an amazing woman. I wish you can get to know her. Um, maybe the Lord would allow for her to be able to come here one day. But thanks, Mom, for raising me to love the Lord and to love my family. And behind me should be another screen, maybe. There it is. Can you see that? Life is a puzzle. Life is a puzzle. So for me, this is a, a stained glass nativity puzzle by Randy Woolaman. And this was the most challenging puzzle that I've ever worked on completing. I want you to look at it as a thousand pieces. <laughs> yes, I was wondering, can I actually do this? Would I be able to finish it? It took me many, many, many weeks of looking at the picture on the box, trying to put pieces together, undoing the pieces that I put together because they were wrong. These pieces that are over here on the side, these are black. They match these also. These pieces over here, the same pieces. I began to think that the person who actually gave it to me really didn't like me. <laughs> the person is in the room here today over on that side. It's not, it's not my husband. It's one of my really good friends and neighbors. Yes, so that was my question. Was this a prank? I'm a pretty good prankster, but boy, when I got to doing this, I was just beginning to wonder. 
it took a lot of discipline and it also took a lot of just commitment in saying, I'm going to get it done. And I want you all to ask my husband how many pieces of the puzzle, this puzzle that he put in. Well, I, I, put, I put in three. <laughs> he, he said it. He put three in and he's very proud of the three that he put in. <laughs> of a thousand. But life is a puzzle. But just like I had the puzzle box, we also have our manual, the Bible. And so today, I really want to take some time into just looking at our verse. Um, our title is Building the House That God Has Given Us. And it does take a lot of discipline to live life on purpose for God, being a godly woman. But we are able to do it because of the Holy Spirit. And so... I want us to just take a little look at um, the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs, well, the Bible especially, but the book of Proverbs has a lot to say about um, living life and being godly. So today our text is taken from Proverbs 14.1. Proverbs 14.1 says, A wise woman builds her house, but with her own hand, a foolish woman tears hers down. The Bible generally in the book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom. And who among us doesn't need wisdom? In chapter 9, we learn that wisdom is sourced in the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Each of us has a responsibility to pursue wisdom. But that fear of the Lord that we talk about, it's not being afraid of God. It's having a real great appreciation for who God is and a healthy reverence to who God is. He created us. And so we want to respond in awe of him. So we use that word fear because it's there, but it's not being afraid. So nothing I'm going to say today will cause you to run away and be afraid. I promise you, I'm going to try to keep to the word of God and let God's word speak because it is powerful. To fear God means to have a deep reverence for who God is. Fearing God is a lifetime commitment. So you don't just start today or you didn't just start last week. It's a lifetime commitment which requires that we sit consistently at the feet of Jesus and learn from him. There is a picture that, cha that chapter, hmm, there's a picture in that chapter, which means in chapter 9 of wisdom, Wisdom having prepared a dinner and inviting us to come and dine. We as mothers know what it's like to take hours in the kitchen, preparing a meal, and then having it ready for our family to come and partake of. This picture of wisdom preparing dinner is an invitation to us to come and dine, and it foreshadows Jesus, the bread of life. He's inviting us to come and feed on him. He says to the hungry and the thirsty in John 6.35, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Can you picture with me Jesus at the dining table? He's there sitting, his arms extended, all the food's done, everything is ready, and all he's saying is come. Well, he's saying that because he is the bread of life. I promise you that if we take some time to, to feast on Jesus, a lot of the other things that we're worried about will just work themselves out. 
maybe by the Holy Spirit, maybe you're doing the right thing and calling some things out or take, working through some things. But Jesus himself is the one who has extended his arm, extending his arm, asking us to come eat, to find wisdom. Let us be clear that wisdom is not out there as some academic pursuit, something, of course, I want people who are going to college there. Don't leave here saying that I, uh, Randy said, don't go to college anymore. No, no, no. Go to college, or if you're in school, whether you're homeschool or not, learn, learn as much as you can. But that is not the wisdom I'm talking about. I'm talking about godly wisdom, and everything has its place. And so, yes, you're in school, you're in college, learn. Do well, be a good steward of what the Lord has given you. But this particular wisdom that I'm talking about only comes from God. So wisdom is found in the knowledge of a person, the person of Jesus Christ, in whom, who have redeemed us from our sins, and who has made us right with God, and who has made us holy. The Apostle Paul makes this very clear in 1 Corinthians 1.30. It is because of him that you are in Christ, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is, our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. I want to take a little bit of time with that verse. So if we put that back up for a little bit, please. And I'm so sorry I don't have my headset, but let's see if we can do this. Um, if I can get here, it is because of him. This him is actually God. And God has made you in Christ. In Christ is now our new address. This is where we are. People who believe in Jesus, when we say yes to Jesus, we are now in Christ. So God has made us, me and you, in Christ. And he has made Jesus, who has become, here's that word that we're learning today, wisdom from God, that is our righteousness. And if you're in my college and beyond class, you know that righteousness means right being, right thinking, right living, right doing. So God has made Jesus our righteousness and holiness. And some other versions say something like um, Instead of holiness, there is sanctification, and a lot of you are going to shrink when you hear that word, stand upright, we're learning. It's okay. Sanctification, um, you know, the fact that uh, God has set, apart, set us apart for his work, for his, his um, bidding here in the world. So that's all that means. The holiness, I learned a long time ago, holiness means loving the things that God loves and hating the things that he hates. Now, we don't go around hating people, but we can hate the things. We can hate sin, and we can say no to sin because God has given us the strength within to say yes to him. And then redemption means buying us back. Um, the fact that God has allowed his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us, bring, and those of us who have said yes, God himself has brought us back through his son, Jesus Christ. So that verse might be a little confusing. Don't let it, don't let it at all. It is here because Jesus himself, I really just wanted to point out that Jesus is wisdom, and true wisdom can be found in Christ. So let's get back to our text. A wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, a foolish woman tears hers down. The scripture often 
offers us comparisons between a wise woman and a foolish woman. One creates, one destroys. One builds up, the other tears down. This verse focuses on women, but it doesn't exclude girls or even men. We must remember that before we are women, we are once girls. Girls who choose to fear God and listen to wisdom become wise women. Girls who make unwise choices of ignoring wisdom become foolish women. Unchecked and unhealthy behaviors, which are not influenced by, whole, by godly wisdom, will yield harmful consequences. Healthy, God-honoring behaviors will lead to God's blessing. And we have a lot in our community today and even in the world where we can, I mean, I could just name them off. You've heard of many women. They start out, young women, they started out good. And they just have fallen because of their choices. And I, you know, I looked at a few of them and I'm not so hard on them so much more than I realize it's the enemy of our souls that helps us to Continue making those choices. So today, if you are here, I'm just asking you to open up your mind to God and accept him so that he can direct your path so that you won't make the choices like the many in our world today. And I want us to pay attention to a graphic which contrasts a wise, wise uh, woman as well as a foolish woman. Let's see how we can do this. All right, so a wise woman, the first thing I have is accept the Lord. There we go. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. Accepts God as the Lord of her body. As a foolish woman rejects God and makes her body the Lord. The next one is a wise woman surrounds herself with godly friends, whereas a foolish woman Keep ungodly friends. A wise woman speak words of affirmation and blessing to her husband and her children, her community, wherever she works. A foolish woman tells lies, flatters to deceive, is seductive with the end goal in receiving something. A wise woman is a peacemaker. And I want to stop there a little bit. A peacemaker doesn't mean somebody who is just a peacekeeper. If you're just a peacekeeper, when there's times when you should talk through things and bring God's um, wisdom to bear on something, that's a problem. God wants us to be a peacemaker. He says in um, the book of Matthew, blessed are the peacemakers, not a peacekeeper. And sometimes we can just keep the peace for keeping peace sake, and we know, what, we know what's going on is wrong, and we're not addressing it. That is not being wise. That's being foolish. So God wants us to be a peacemaker. Now, a foolish woman creates strife, um, brings confusion and division. The next one is um, a wise woman is willing to ask for and seek forgiveness, realizing that she is not always right, whereas a foolish woman never admits to being wrong, but always feels that others have wronged her victim mentality kind of uh, person right here is always about something else. Even if you found the person caught in the act of whatever, it's still somebody else's fault. 
A wise woman prays and perseveres through hard times, even when God says no. There are times when God says no, even if it's a good thing you're praying for. And he said no. He's told me a lot of no's in my life, and I have to just pray and press through it. Um, don't have time for the stories, but he did. And I, at a later time, I will be able to share some of those. A foolish woman relies on herself and turns away from God in tough times. Do you know somebody like that? A wise woman is disciplined or self-controlled, whereas a, a foolish woman is undisciplined and is out of control. To the women, the wives, the mothers in the audience today, which columns represents you? For our teens and young adults, which column do you aspire to be? For those of us who are mothers, a great principle to live by as a parent is parent in the present with an eye on the future, which means that there, if there's something to work through, you know, deal with it. This means administering discipline in real time with a, few, with a future goal in mind for the child. In Proverbs 22:15, we are told, a foolish, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction drives it far away from him or her. According to this verse, parental discipline is essential. One of our primary responsibilities as parents is to correct the foolish behaviors in our children. This correction or discipline should never be abusive, but should always have a redemptive element, allowing space for the child to come back or children to come back and return to the loving parent and the loving parent also has a responsibility to welcome that child back into the right relationship. So when it comes to discipline, you don't discipline and send them to the room and then just let them stay there and, and it, they fester and it bruise uh, and they're you know, just wounded. But you open a, another time for you to talk about it and say, okay, okay, so how could we have done this differently? Bringing them back into a right relationship with yourself. And that's what God does for us. He does that. He disciplines us, yes. But he also brings us back. So if we don't do discipline our children when they engage in unhealthy behaviors, they will grow up to be young adults who continue to engage in unhealthy behaviors. Remember, girls who make foolish choices may develop into foolish women who may marry your son or our son and end up tearing down the house that they're supposed to build. For those of you who are teenagers, you also have a responsibility to respond to correction well. Know that your parents love you and want the very best for you. It is never easy to receive discipline, but it's necessary for growth. Hebrews 12, 11 says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but it's painful. Later, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness, here's that word again, and peace for those who have been trained by it. I have a little story that I'm gonna share with you. Between the ages of eight or nine, my sister and I went visiting our neighbor. Um, we I saw a juicy fruit. It's called a sugar apple. There it is. I know you don't know what this is, but you have to trust me when I tell you. This is the most tasty apple that you would ever taste if you've had one. And it is a tropical fruit, so 
Sorry, I'm from the island. You guys know that I'm an island girl. I'm good with it. Hope you are too. This fruit is called a sugar apple. The sugar apple is um, delicious. It's juicy. Um, what happened was that I saw it. It was over a neighbor's friend I, fence. I put my hand in to grab the sugar apple. So that's stealing because I'm putting my hand. I was at one neighbor's yard. I'm reaching my hand through the fence to grab this sugar apple because they were all just dropping and falling on the ground. And I thought, I could actually eat this apple and be happy. It was a good thought. Maybe not so much, guys. Don't steal. Stealing is wrong. Put my hand through. But what I didn't realize was that there's a, there was a nest, a yellow jack nest. And so in pulling my hand back with the apple, I got stung all over my hand. It was actually my left hand, too. And, um, so, and the apple, I didn't even get to taste anything, obviously. I screamed. The juice is rolling down my hand. I'm screaming. I'm a mess. Everybody comes running. Mr. John, whose apple tree it was, he also came because he heard the commotion, came and he saw what was going on. They took me to my mom, and my mom... You know, she did what moms would do, washed me up real good and sat down and she started taking out all the stingers out of my hand. And she kept asking me, so tell me why did you go to steal Mr. John's apple again? I mean, she just kept asking me that same question. So why did you need to steal his apple? And so I'm giving it all between the cries and this is, it was looking good and they were all falling and nobody's eating the apples. And, and why are you stealing? That day, I did not get a spanking because I think she was too sorry for me. <laughs> Normally, I would have probably gotten a spanking, but I didn't get a spanking. But I learned my lesson. And um, the fact that she lectured me afterwards, even as she's taking out the stingers out of my hand, and my hand is so swollen, she told me, you should never steal. You should not. She was just willing to step into that and say, now you need to go back and apologize to Mr. John about stealing his apple. And let me tell you something. That cured me of stealing. I, you don't ever have to worry if I'm going to take anything. <laughs> I have learned my lesson. But my mom was willing to take that um, and allow me to just deal with the tough thing Deal with the pain, but know that stealing is not right. I'm going to switch a little bit here and talk about the fact that God has made us all builders. He has created us in his own image. And so the verse is behind you. Whether male, female, young or old, we are all builders. And God said, let us make man in our own image and our likeness so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the bird of the sky, over the stock and the, the wild animals and over all crea creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In his image, the image of God, he created them, male and female. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase or build Fill up the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the bird of the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So we are all created by God on purpose to build up, to be fruitful, whether um, in number or in behavior. Here he gave Adam and Eve a command to be productive and to have dominion over what they made. He gave them blessing, but he also gave them a job 
to do in helping them to manage creation. So the question is, what is your purpose? He gave Adam and Eve a purpose. What is your purpose? We are all created by God for a purpose, on purpose, to bring him glory. And as we live out our purpose, we will do just that. Have you discovered your purpose and what you were made for? Teenagers, have you discovered your purpose? This is a time where you can just ask God and ask him. And, and young adults, ask God and he would let you know. Um, the truth is we are all created with a purpose, for purpose. He is willing to show us, but we must take the time to find that purpose. It, it should be our most important pursuit to figure out what God has created us for. And just in case you got a little jealous men because you thought, oh, I'm going to be talking to women all day today. Well, no, it's not so. I have something for you too. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus told a story that compares a wise man and a foolish man. And some of you may remember this song, the song about the wise man, foolish man in Sunday school class. The wise man built his house upon the rock. You remember that song? You're nodding yes. The wise man built his house upon the rock and the rains came tumbling down. The rains came down and the flood rose up or came up. And the house on the rock stood firm. But there was somebody else building too. Who was it? The foolish man. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. Wrong choice. Good idea to build, wrong place. The foolish man built his house upon the sand, and the rains came tumbling down. The rains came down, and the floods came up. The rains came down, and the floods came up. He knows that. The rain came down, and the floods came up, and the house on the sand fell flat. Now, in Sunday school, we would sing the song with all our heart, and we'll just get all so excited about it because when we can clap the loudest and stump the hardest, is, that's, that was a fun, and that's what we did, and we thought that was it. But when I look back, you know, that crashing sound is not really what God wanted for us, though we enjoyed it in Sunday school. So the actual scripture says, therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rains came up, the stream arose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand, and the rain comes, and the stream rises. And the wind blew against it, beat it down, and it fell with a great crash. These verses can easily apply to the wise woman and foolish woman. But for us, I really want us to see the crashing, or maybe you can hear a little bit of the crashing, so that we would understand that there is just one, one person that we need to build our house on. So the last verse is, so build your house on the Lord Jesus Christ. Build your house on the Lord Jesus Christ. So build your house on the Lord Jesus Christ, and the blessings will come down. Well, the blessing will come down as your prayers go up. The blessing come down, the prayers go up. The blessing will come down as your prayers go up. So build your house on the Lord Jesus Christ. So today, all of us are, are builders, whether we're um, 
men, women, today we're focusing on women, boys or girls, we are builders. And so we need to take time to figure out what is God wanting us to build. And our bottom line today is, we have it up there, the wisdom we need to be the women, a woman, wife, or mother that God has called us to be, to build a house as he's called us to build, can only be found in God. I'm going to hasten on to our application points. And again, this is not just for women. The application point is, number one, build your house on the Lord. Whatever you're doing, if you're building your house on anything else, I promise you it's going to fail. If you build your house on the Lord, you will succeed. Throughout the Bible and our lives, if we take time to read and observe, we, we can see God pursuing us. He loves us. He demonstrated his love through Jesus, who died on the cross who rose again so that we could live. His arms are extended wide, calling us to himself, just as he did on the cross. So whether you have foolishly rejected him in the past or recently rejected his quiet promptings and the promptings of the Holy Spirit, he is calling you to himself to come and dine and gain godly wisdom. And since we are all builders, let us build our lives wisely. Do you need wisdom? James said, James, the brother of Jesus, said, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously without finding fault, and he will give you. So this invitation is open to any, all of us who lacks. He's also, God is not a respecter of person. So if we lack wisdom, we need to be willing to just Step in and ask him to give us insight. And he's also not like someone. I'm going to take a little bit to expound on that verse about James. He's not like someone when you know when you ask somebody for something and they say, well, you already asked me for this or you already helped me and they found, find a fault or whatever, make an excuse. God is not like that. He's not going to make an excuse. He will help you. He is a generous God. And he will give you wisdom without finding fault. The wisest decision you can make is to invite Jesus Christ into your heart as Savior and Lord. And then build your house upon him. So our second um, application point is build your house up rather than tearing it down. And I'm going to speak just a little bit about this. Sometimes we need to take a break. And sometimes we need to look back. And there are times when we need to undo some things, especially for those of us who love gardening. How many of you in here love gardening? I love, ooh, the hands went up. I love gardening. So you know that you must uh, break up that hard soil. You got to remove the rocks. You got to take out sticks sometimes. The stubs are in there. You have to add fertilizer. So there's a little bit of breaking up. So when I say that we are building up our house, I am saying that we're going to do so wisely. So we don't sweep things under the rug when, we're, when it's time to discuss a tough topic. We, even if it hurts, we want to do that. We want to do it well. We want to do it with a redemptive compassion, 
uh, focus where we are bringing persons back to ourselves. But if you keep sweeping things under the rug, someone once said that if you sweep it under the rug, eventually you're going to develop a mound and you're going to trip on that same mound on that rug if you keep sweeping it under. So we have to work through things. So that's all part of building up. So it may need forgiveness. We may need to ask for forgiveness. We may need to also just say, you know, that we were wrong. But all, at all times, we need wisdom to handle these situation, situations. The last application point is let God redeem your mistakes and teach you through them. So every woman, wife, and mother here this morning has all made mistakes, and I've made my share. There is no perfect woman, not even the Proverbs 31 woman. It, it is not that she's perfect. She just has a lot of great qualities, and I don't even think it's one woman doing all of that in Proverbs 31. But we need to aspire to do the things that God wants us to do. We have not always supported our husbands the way they needed to be supported. And sometimes, and rather than helping him soar, we have let him down. We have not always been fair to our children. Even our best ex intentions, um, things happen, and sometimes we have hurt them. Some of us carry some painful scars. Theo spoke about that earlier and prayed for the, from unwise choices or maybe choices made to us. There's, all, there's grace for all of that. So today, I just really want us to be invited into, God already has his arms open, just invite ourselves into that space and receive the grace that God has for us. We serve a God who can redeem all of our past mistakes and allow us to gain wisdom from them. So why don't you take this opportunity to give it all to God? And we can do that right here, right now. Just surrender it to the Lord and say, okay, God, I want to be wise. I want to build up. I don't want to tear down. I want to be a woman that follows after you. I want to I leave a legacy behind, something where somebody says, I've helped them. I don't just want to be a pastor's wife just to be a pastor's wife. I want to be a pastor's wife that this church could say, you know what, if I need prayer, I know I can call that lady. She's going to pray for me. You may not want to call me because I have a way of praying. I just pray. I'm going to ask God to show the light. But I do really want to be that kind of person, just come alongside. I also want to be one who, you know, who would be here to build up, build my husband up, to encourage my husband, um, and also build up anybody who is around me who needs that. And may we also aspire to do that. So let God redeem our mistakes and let us learn to be wise, godly women in men too. Amen.